special event. It was not an ordinary night. The event was supernatural in its origins and continues today. Now, some people believe the supernatural event has to do with the round, jovial men with a white beard and a red suit, Santa Claus or St. Nicholas. The legend of St. Nicholas began well, but has changed dramatically. Today, Santa Claus is a guy in a red suit who can supernaturally fly around the world in a sleigh pulled by reindeer. And in one night, Santa is able to give gifts to every child on the planet, at least those who have been nice all year. And Santa supernaturally knows if we've been naughty or nice. Santa can deliver packages going down and up chimneys, even though you have a gas insert. He seems to be able to eat millions of cookies in one night. It's, it's a myth. It's a, a story, a nice fantasy. For many of us, our journey with Santa Claus defines life in four phases. Phase one, I believe in Santa Claus. Phase two, I don't believe in Santa Claus. Phase three, I play Santa Claus. And phase four, I look like Santa Claus. Santa Claus. It's a, it's a nice story. It's a legend. And competing with that supernatural fairy tale is the story of baby Jesus. Baby Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a teenage virgin girl, born in a barn-like structure wrapped in cloths, placed in a feeding trough, visited by shepherds, and later by three wise men. Three, of course, since there were three gifts. Some people think that this story fits the same category as the Santa Claus story. A childhood fantasy, wishful thinking, sentimental nonsense. Take leave of your senses and just believe the story. But Christmas is not based on fanciful dreams or childhood fantasies. This extraordinary night, the supernatural event, is a celebration of an actual historical happening. Granted, it has taken on some extra-biblical dimensions, not rooted in fact, but it was an actual event in real time, in real space. This event was so important that all of the history of the world is divided into two eras, before Christ and after Christ, A.D. This is the what, what happened. Jesus was born. And today, we ask the question, So what? So what? Well, if I was to describe the world we live in today, I would say life looks scary. We've had a year like never before. 2020 was a life and a world that we've never experienced. Economic uncertainty, uncertainty in health with the pandemic. Political chaos. We're right now in the middle of a contested election. Division and conflict, friends that are unfriending friends over political Facebook posts. And of course, if if you've been unfriended because of something like that, it's the least of your concerns, let me just say. (laughs) But we have race divisions being exacerbated by heated rhetoric. And there are times you've asked, probably as I've asked, where is God? It's as if we've experienced the silence of God. The silence of God. Of course, this is not new. It's not new. In the days immediately preceding this historical event, the birth of Jesus, they also experienced life is scary. Life is scary. 
They were under foreign occupation. They were, had a dictatorship by a foreign government. They had the inability to practice their Jewish faith. They had high taxes. They were to, under total government control. And they experienced the silence of God. They had not heard the voice of God through prophetic utterance for over 400 years. We think, we think God is absent in our lives. Man, they had to be experiencing scary life at this point in time. It was dark. It was frightening. The prophet Isaiah had predicted that people at one time would experience something. Something significant when life was dark and scary. In Isaiah 9, it says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those who are living in a land of deep darkness, a light, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. The silence of God was going to end, and it ended with this event, with a baby. Life was scary. Life was dark. Then Jesus comes. Why? Why Jesus? Why did God send his son? lot of reasons that we can think about. I just want to share a few. Why did God send Jesus? God sent Jesus, first of all, to reveal who God is, to reveal God's identity. How do we get to know this invisible, transcendent, all-powerful, loving God? It's through Jesus, through Jesus. John 1.18 says, no one has ever seen God but the one and only Jesus, who at the Father's side has made him known. No one could see the Father, but people could see Jesus. Jesus came to make God known. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Twice, John, the author of that book, uses the phrase one and only. He uses it, the one and only, in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. God sent Jesus to reveal who God was. But secondly, he sent Jesus to bring God's truth, his truth. Jesus came to speak the truth. Jesus says, in fact, for this reason I was born, for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. He said, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth is under severe attack today. You don't know what to believe. There are so many different types of truths. Postmodernism says truth is personal. It's my truth, your truth. It's subjective. Somehow people can't see that two opposing truths cannot both be correct. God has established truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Came to establish truth. Then he came to restore God's creation. What does that mean? Look back on history, and we find that this perfect creation that Adam and Eve lived in was corrupted, and it was lost. It was a lost cause. And Jesus came to become one of us in order to restore or recover the lost, that which is lost. 
Luke 19, Jesus says, For the Son of Man, Jesus, came to seek and to save what was lost, that which was lost. Jesus illustrates this with three parables, a lost sheep, a lost coin, and the lost son called the prodigal son. In these three stories, something of great value was lost. And the value of the lost one was so incredible and tremendous that an effort, unbelievable effort was given to recover what was lost. Fourthly, God sent Jesus to bring God's life. To bring God's life. John 10.10, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and might have it to the full. God wants us to have a life filled with good, life of purpose, life of peace, life of joy, life of power. And you know, life, a lot of times, is scary. Life is scary. Sometimes we feel like God is absent. He's silent. But God sent Jesus all this time ago to demonstrate his personal love and care for each and every one of us. And that same God, whether we see him or not, is here today. And he's in control. I don't know where your life is. Everything says fear, fear, fear. Life is scary. Let me tell you something. Jesus came to deliver us from that fear to bring us confidence in truth, confidence in the fact that he has a plan and that he is overseeing all of this. There's a, there's a future plan someday where we all, whether we're alive when he comes again or whether we've gone before, that we have a promise of eternal life if we have Jesus as our Savior and Lord. If you don't have that and you don't know that, he who has the Son has the life, John said. And you can have that life and that assurance, that confidence. And so you don't have to live in fear. If you ask Jesus to be your Savior and Lord, forgive your sins, and to become the one in charge. Jesus came so that we could have that life. And I trust that no matter where you are tonight, that your confidence wouldn't be in the political scene or economics or the stock market or anything that's happening out there, even in our individual health, but our confidence would be in Jesus tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that our confidence can be resting in you and that, Father, we know that, that Jesus came for that reason. And I pray tonight as we symbolize this light of Jesus, the truth, the way, the life, that you would encourage us, that we would look to you, Jesus, the light, and that we would be the light as we move on into 2021 and leave 2020 behind. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.